Real. Raw. Rad. Radiant. Welcome to Chic Conversations. She's Andrea. She's Linda. Get comfortable and let's chat. Hey, 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 Linda. Hey, Andrea. How are you? Great. How are you? I am great. Loving the spring weather. I'm excited to chat. Let's talk about the end of a friendship. That's interesting. I love that topic. Very interesting that when you make a new friend, you probably end thinking about the future and the possibility that the friendship will end. However, it is inevitable that eventually some of our friends will no longer be in our lives. People grow apart for various reasons, and not every friendship is lifelong. That's so good. Yeah. Every friendship I have, I never think of it as there's a time limit on it, but then it's beneficial to know that not all friendships are lifelong. I would want to debate that though. So not all friendships or is it some type of friendship? Well, not all friendship. You, of course, nobody says I'm going to be a friend just for 2019 and then be done with it. I don't think anybody goes with a plan like that. But for various reasons, people grow apart. Mm -hmm. Values change. Mm -hmm. That friend might become toxic. Mm -hmm. The person becomes a rival. That happens. Mm -hmm. Then it can become obligatory friendship. And your lives just change. You no longer work together. You're no longer in the same school. Your kids are no longer dancing together or playing soccer together. So slowly you drift apart. There's so many reasons. It's not always negative. It's just like how life moves you along. And then you just, um, you don't have time to really reach out because, you know, the demands of your own life is pulling you in one direction and that person is pulling the other way. But sometimes it just ends because either cold turkey or some someone gets aggressive and it, life just happens. And it's so sad, especially if you have been friends for 20 years plus, over 20 years, and that friendship just drifts apart. Because a I think in over 20 years, there's like, that's kind of like a li- lifelong friend. And this kind of leads me into um, classifications of friendship. A few days ago, I was listening to some famous YouTuber and some inspirational, you know, on YouTube. And then he was talking about classification of friendship. And then he mentioned This is interesting because he used different words that I would have never thought of using. So he used roommate and he used teammate and classmate. I want to say those are the three. They may have been more than three, but he mentioned a roommate is a friend that is for you. A friend that will protect you, a friend that has your back, a friend like, you know, those, your true friend. You can call it the BFF or, I mean, I lightly use the term BFF. (laughs) I just don't throw it out. But you can call it BFF or my sister or whatever. 
or, you know, the true friend. So that's a roommate. So he said that's the one, you know, just like you ride or die. And then he said the teammate. So the teammate is a friend who is there for the greater cause of you, but is not your roommate. So your teammate is not necessarily there for you. They want to see, you know, the team win, but you don't share anything personal with your teammate or something, you know, you can't go to the teammate and say, hey, this is my problem. Or you just go to the roommate. And then one other friendship is a classmate. So he said, this one is a friend for a season, just like a regular classmate that you go to school, the class ends, you go to a different class. It's a different season. So a classmate is just there for a season. A classmate will leave because you cannot go with your elementary. Now I'm just thinking of a classmate, an elementary classmate. You can't take that one to middle school. You may. I mean, that may happen. Right. But you can't take the classmate to college because things change, values and all that stuff. So a classmate is just there for the season. So many times, if you don't classify your friends, you may treat a classmate as a roommate. You know, so you may go to a classmate and share personal secrets and personal information and you could be a classmate for 20 years. See, that's where I found interesting. You could be a classmate for 20 years. You could get along, but it's a classmate. You could get along, but you probably don't really get along. So you can't take any personal information and go tell your classmate that. You tell the roommate that. Maybe my roommate was not my roommate. Maybe my roommate was <laughs> like having classmate. Excuse me. <laughs> Oops, I want my money back. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe your roommate was your classmate or maybe, you know. (laughs) That is so crazy. But, um, (laughs) okay, so let's talk about getting over, getting over the end. And I really want us to focus on the roommates. Now that you brought the, the classification to the table, roommates has your heart. Roommates is kind of deep, right? Because teammates would just, you find a greater cause, you move on. And your classmates, you find a different class. I'm like, I'm taking physics now. See you later. I'm not into what we're into. No big deal. So you see each other, it's, it's um, you can still kind of get excited because you're not totally, whatever you invest more time in, it's kind of hard to just get out. So your roommate is who you really um, put your heart and soul into. So let's talk about getting over the loss of your roommate, the loss of a good friend in a regular world. Have you ever had to overcome that problem? Because I have, I'll share mine, but you go first. Oh yeah, so it was in my 20s, early, you know, early 20s, and I had a roommate. I thought that was a roommate. Now, (laughs) maybe it was a classmate, but anyways. It was a roommate. It was a true friend. She was a she was involved in my wedding and she was one of my she was the best girl in my wedding. So it was something that a true person that I totally, totally loved. But for some reason, I mean, I don't know what happened, but we just drifted apart. And 
I guess because I was in my 20s, I was immature and we never did talk about the loss, the friendship. And we just kind of handled it very different just because we just drifted and then that was it. But this was a friend since high school. I mean, it was a friend that I had that ride or die totally there for me. We went on vacations together. I mean, she was just there pretty much. I mean, so it was sad when that happened. But I quickly moved on because I had so many losses the time that I lost that friendship because I lost my sister. So I totally now became closed in and shut in. So that that's kind of like what happened. But I did have a roommate. I lost that roommate. And because of immaturity, I handled it very differently. Now that you're not in your 20s, okay, let's say you're in your 30s, never mind, (laughs) that you can see your pattern when you were in your 20s and how you would have handled it differently. I went through a breakup in my friendship and my friendship was for like decades and it was so severe. And um, part of the reason why it was severe for me was because I didn't know what happened. And I talked and I'm the kind that will still want to like, tell me, let's talk about it. Let's go for lunch. Let's go for coffee. I'm coming over. Okay, you come over. I'm coming over if you don't come over. Okay, let's, uh, it's my birthday. Let's go to dinner. It's your birthday. Let's go to dinner. Like, I'm like that annoying by letting, talking about it. And, but the person was done. And part of the lesson I learned in hindsight is that I always treat my friendship like I will want to be treated. So if uh, I will want to talk about it. So I, that's what I did. I talked about it. And that person wasn't ready for all my talking. And that pretty much was the end that put the nail on the coffin to say um, whatever it is that they saw that was annoying, that made them turn against our friendship. Uh, My having a conversation with them and having a face-to-face and say, I feel hurt and how dare you and things like that, that didn't help the matter that ended it even more solidly for them. And it made me question myself for several seasons because I was like, what, should I have done that? Am I too honest? Am I too open? Am I, am I too much? Like I was starting to now question all the values that I valued in myself. It took me a long season before I realized I'm just not for them in that season. And I had to be okay with that, not to be so full of myself to shove myself down their throat. But also the beauty of that is once I allowed myself to get over it, now I could open my eyes to see what else I'm missing in the world. And then I can absolutely relax and enjoy that and let that one go. Beautifully said. I love the thought process and that let that one go without forcing it, without coming and trying to beg, you know, for friendship. Because many times, you know, when a friendship goes wrong, we just do the opposite, the wrong thing. But I would say first, we have to understand why, what happened, you know, because there's just so many sides to a story. There's this side and this side, but we have to understand the story. When I was younger with my roommate, my best friend, I clearly had let ego lead the way. Who would be mad at me? Honestly, I'm such, um, that was my thought process. I am such an awesome person. But anyways, you have to understand what happened and just don't assume. 
The second point I would say is just don't ignore the situation. And you did. You approached her, try to communicate, apologize, just try to figure out what's going on. Don't let ego in the way. That did not happen with me. I mean, I totally stopped. Like, hey, we're done. That was it. And then um, if she needs space, I would say just, yeah, totally respect that. You know, a lot of times, like when a friend starts becoming distant, we try to push and force the situation. And that's probably not working for your best friend, quote unquote. But if they need space, just let them go and allow yourself to get angry. You know, I would say that and grieve the loss of the friend without forcing it. I agree. And I, and I did that. My ego was not in the way I checked it. Maybe my ego was in the way for that face-to-face conversation, but it was in love. The same way I think I would look at you and say, Linda, how dare you say that to me? We've had confrontations before. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember yeah, have- you helping me one time. And, um, and for me, that's the sign of true friendship where you don't fluff anything. And you hurt my feelings with, I think you were helping me to plan um, this beautiful birthday party. And, um, and you, your vibe was not my vibe. And I said, Linda, I checked you and you checked me right there. And, and I, I remember that because we allowed, we, we gave each other space Yeah. before we, um, talked about the problem. Yeah. We just quietened up and gave each other space. And I think it was a few days later, we had to talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. And it was respectful. I mean, it was just. We were both tired. So we would, it was just something like the same way my sister checks me. She checks me all the time. I'm going to make her listen to this podcast so she can stop checking me. <laughs> she, <laughs> she checks me all the time. But that for me, that's love. My husband checks me all the time, but I think that's love. I don't want to be doing the wrong thing. And there's nobody to, to really say, okay, that was rude. That was wrong. And I helped me to... reshape my own step and uh, even my children I give them permission to check me to say and they come back not in disrespect but to say mommy that hurts my feelings when you did this and that and then we talk about it I think that's what love and respect really means Mm -hmm. and and another thing that helped me to really release as much as I want to say that friendship that friendship was awesome but that the end of that friendship even taught me more so I appreciated the lesson I learned because based on how I, how my, the position of my heart, uh, I know that um, there was no, I had no Ill, Ill feelings. So I believe that all that leaves could not stay. Mm-hmm. And all that stays could not leave. So if it's meant for me, it is mine. If you're my people, you're my people. There's nothing that will take you away. And if you're, once you're not my people, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will not be comfortable and you will go because I really believe in energy. And I pray that God's energy is in my sphere. And if your energy is not that energy, and I pray that you find it somewhere else. And I think that's healthy to think that. I totally, totally like that. I agree with that. Like, hey, your people are not, you know, if, hey, you know who you are, that's first and foremost. And if you don't like me, then you're free to go because you cannot change who you are because of your friend. You know, so there's values and what you believe and all that stuff. And so you cannot 
just try to suit yourself and make yourself be a certain way because of, you know, your friendship. And it's always so good to just not to force it. You know, I'm, I'm such a firm believer in like, Hey, if you want to go, I'm not, I'm not the one to beg. I will communicate. I will come and, you know, try to figure out what happened and try to talk, try to, because I'll be hurting as well. You know, it's painful to lose a friend, but then I would try to just communicate, try to savage the friendship. But if it's not working, maybe just think about it. Maybe this one's best friend, but this one does not see me as the best friend. You know, so you just have to be like, okay, I'm totally letting you go, you know? I totally agree in that. And that's part of my, I call that my 11th commandment. Like, accept it as it comes and accept it as it goes. Just let it come, let it go. Don't hold on too tight. Not to the people you love, not the people, and not even with the people you don't love. Like, everything, like, I'm such, I'm so literal. I say that all the time, but I believe Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for my good. So if it works out positively because we're in union, then it's meant to be. And if it doesn't, then our season is over. When I look at hindsight, nothing is wasted. Everything is a setup. The good, Mm -hmm. the bad, the ugly is a setup. Mm -hmm. If you really don't hold on too tight, let your grip be firm, but not tight on people, on situations, then you can let them go. And don't demonize people because they're not in your life anymore. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, that actually leads me to just be grateful. I know you mentioned that in, in what you were saying. Um, just be grateful for the friendship you had. Not necessarily calling the friend friend every single time, like, I'm grateful for you, I'm you know thankful, but maybe you could start journaling and writing the lessons learned from the friend and just just offer gratitude that, you know, hey, in that season when she was my friend, I learned this and this, and I'm grateful for that. And if you change to gratitude, it will, you would see things differently because let's say if you still follow her on social media, you would probably, if you are grateful, you'll probably see her in a in a different eyesight. You know, like, hey, I'm, you know, she's moved on, she's fine. But if you're not grateful and if you're still hurting, I would say unfollow her from social media. You know, you don't have to be social media friends because you can see her out with some other girlfriends and then that could hurt you and that could, you know, put a different taste in your mouth. So, hey, you need to heal. So I would say separate that and just move on and she moves on. So can a friend of a friend become your friend? Yes. But then it takes maturity for the other person not to take ownership of a person. It takes a lot of maturity to be happy and proud for that without being like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of your friend with another, you know, like you're not involved in that friendship. That just takes a lot of maturity and just like, hey, I'm so glad they have something in common that doesn't include me. But then I'll still do a soul search if it's something that I will enjoy, if it's something I'm available for and you didn't bother to ask me, I will do a soul search because you always, you can be naive and inserting yourself where you don't belong. Maybe you have become a classmate. Check yourself. Take yourself. (laughs) A 
Oh, girl, you absolutely read my mind because I, I had a little game for us right now. Yeah. And you kind of included this over here. So you absolutely, I don't know how you did it, but you absolutely read my mind. So, okay. So the question is, what would you do? So what would you do when a friend excludes you? In my 44th year, not a dang thing. But it depends on how much I care. If I really care and it's something that is like, obviously, why am I not here when like, if you don't invite me to the running party or the yoga party or the teenage mom's party or the wife's party, whatever the room I'm in, and I'm, I can't be there. Like, if you invite me to the swimmer's party, I'm going to say I'm out. But if I can be there and you choose not to invite me, if it's, it depends on how much I love you. If I love you enough, I'll ask, hey, why am I not at this party? I'm talking about roommates. Roommates. We're roommates. And I don't invite you to my 40th birthday party. My 40th again birthday party. What would you do? I exclude you. I'll ask and say, your party looks fun. Why didn't you invite me to it? Yeah. Because I would really, I only ask because it's something I have put myself in a space that I think I belong. But if I don't belong there, I want to know too. So I... So if you say because you smell bad and your breath stings and your gift is lousy, then I can I can evaluate myself. But if it's just because you say, oh, because there's going to be drugs and alcohol and I know you don't do drugs and alcohol, then I can say, oh, OK, I understand. And that's respectful. And we can just meet me later and we can have coffee. You know what? And that's actually what I would do, too. And it's good to ask because maybe the friend excluded you, maybe it was not intentional, you know, maybe she knew, for instance, there would be drugs or whatever, you know, and I hope they won't be doing drugs, but, <laughs> but I'm just like, hey, maybe they're having things that you don't really agree with, or maybe there could be someone that you just don't get along with. Right. You know, so maybe they're trying to protect you because they're friends with the friend that you just don't necessarily like really get along with. So they're trying to protect you and they just decided not to include you. But if the friend decides like if I guess the friend who does not include you should probably tell you before the event that, hey, I'm having this thing on this day and I didn't invite you because of this, 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 this. Won't you think that would be fair? Yeah. Communication is key because if you value someone, you just talk to them. That's applicable in all fields. Just talk to them. Hey, we're going to do lunch after my party. We're going to pray and sing hallelujah. And I know you're an atheist or something. Whatever the reason is so yeah. that I respect you. I'm thinking of you, but this is not going to be a good space for you. That's respectful. I will appreciate that rather than just not talking to me about it and letting me create my own scenarios in my head about why we're not good friends. Right. Absolutely. I would agree with that without jumping to conclusions, you know? Okay, another one. So what would you do if you have a friend who copies everything you do? So for instance, so this is a little, you know, note that I got from the internet. It says, I have a friend who before her wedding asked to see pictures of my ceremony so she could discuss the dress and flower ideas with me. At her wedding, my jaw was on the floor. She actually copied my wedding dress and the bouquet. She copied everything. Should I have talked to her about this or just had let her go? 
So if she copied the wedding dress, she copied the flowers. So this is her roommate that asked to see pictures of her because, you know, I'm sure she was getting married after but asked to see pictures of the wedding dress and just to give her a point of view. But it turned out this best friend, quote unquote, copied everything. She was pretty much annoyed. She never did approach this friend. Imitation could be the best form of flattery. If someone says, oh my God, your wedding was so beautiful, your party was so beautiful, and your friends, I'm here for whatever your taste is. If, if you want to be do it the same way as me, I say go for it. If that makes you happy, go for it. I cannot control what you love. If it becomes toxic, we know when things can be toxic. Every good thing can be toxic. If you're now looking at my husband and looking at my children and just like hunting them down because you want them to be like yours, then we can maybe have a discussion about, you know, we're becoming clones of each other. So let's do things separately so we can still be friends, but maintain our individuality. Because you don't want to see another version of you. This actually brings us to the podcast that we on uh, episode number five, the focus in your lane. Mm-hmm. And if this friend is probably not in her lane, this also ties back to communication too. Because if she likes you and she admires you, she may need to just be clear. I like this. I admire that. And stop just copying, just imitating. Because it could be irritating to the other friend to see, oh my goodness. We have the same hairstyle. Oh my goodness. We have this. We have this, you know. Yeah. And it, it could be ego on the other person that's being copied, copied. And it could just be lack of self-confidence in the other person copying someone. Just like people, everyone grows in phases. Like the things you know for sure. Now, like 10 years later, it's like, no, I was wrong. And that's why when we were talking, it's like always leave room for a margin for error. Because you never know. Like the person that you say is copying you, maybe they're off to greatness. Maybe now they're going to take what you have and multiply it. And then you can glean from them and be inspired by them. So today is not your whole life. Your wedding is not your whole life. You've already had yours first. You didn't have, if you had it the same day and kind of steals your thunder, maybe then you can be kind of like resentful, but you've already had yours. You did first. So if she shines in a different area code, let her shine. You know, Mm -hmm. and this is why I'll I'll go back to classifications, you know, know, know your friends, know who who your friends are and know who you are to them. That's so important because if I'm your best friend and I'm telling you all my personal secrets and everything, I expect we both be best friends, not only me, be your best friend. And then you probably have, you see what I'm saying? So I think it's just very key to like know who your friends are and just know your classifications and know where you are where you belong in that friendship one thing i'm gonna round us up and you know i can talk about this all day one thing about friendship or one thing about people that i've learned and i heard it from i read it from somewhere or heard it but many years ago but it made sense to me and it puts things in perspective when people become humans behave like humans um, and that is, and I hope that this helps someone. So it helps me not to demonize people and it's good. People have bad sides and bad people have good sides. No person is good all the time. No person is bad all the time. So just judge the situation, not the people as a whole and just put people in a basket based on one incident. And that has helped me to just, you know, release my grip on people and say, Oh, I caught you on a bad day. 
see you later. Oh, that's a good side. And I heard bad things about that person, but they showed me the best side of them. So that way I just judge what I see, not my idea. Absolutely. This has been a great conversation. I mean, it's been really great. I would love to talk more about this. We should next time. I won't talk about it forever, but let's catch up again next time. All right. Bye. I love you. Love you.